Hey there, friends. It is 12.02 a.m. And I guess that's, that makes it Wednesday, uh, September 30th, that I'm recording this. And I really, (laughs) um, coming to record this started with wanting a brownie. A paleo brownie, uh, all natural sugars, no grains, but still a brownie at almost midnight after um, a day that was okay, uh, where I got stuff done and did things that I enjoy and also was really agitated for air quotes over here no reason (sighs) Um, and recognizing that there was reason the reason wasn't the reason um, for some of the things and yeah anyway um, this might be a bit rambly and that's okay And I am okay, and I'm not okay, and that is okay. I... A lot of my life I've been the strong one. Um, And in everything that's happened since my cancer and with my dad's cancer and his passing and stuff um you know I've I've been the strong one and I can get through it and um be okay and I'm really good at maintaining an appearance of being okay even when inside I'm not okay. Sometimes I'm so good at coping and being okay that sometimes I don't even know when I'm really not okay. I don't know how to even not be okay. And, um, that is something that I am practicing being more okay with um the brownie the brownie is something that I use I mean like not this brownie in particular it's actually a new one that I just discovered today but um I guess this brownie is symbolic of pretty much anything chocolatey, salty, sweet. I mean, I like it all. Um, I don't, I like, there's not a lot of food that I don't like. Um, And so, um, using humor to deflect... The serious thing that I want to talk about that is uncomfortable 
and in this moment feels difficult to articulate another way of coping not brownie is very much a way of coping for me food is a way of coping um and i've spoken about this before in different ways like i know that i go to food when i'm anxious um oftentimes in transitions um in between doing things in the day and um this this grief and this loss and this whole like year is like a giant transition and bout of change that um has just required a lot of integration and a lot of um getting really really truthful with how I'm feeling and getting in touch with my body and how I'm feeling um not just in my headspace but in in my body so I decided instead of eating the brownie that I would record this. The brownie would be easier. <laughs> uh, with the brownie, I don't have to think about if I'm making sense. I don't have to feel. I just feel good. But it doesn't feel good. And um, so I listened to this podcast called um, Take a Break from Drinking with Rachel Hart. And um, I think I maybe I've mentioned this before, but um, I don't really drink anymore. And I started listening to her podcast um not because I felt like I had a problem with alcohol, but I was really curious about um, just roads, means of getting sober outside of AA, um, the different ways that um, people can access a path to sobriety and the reasons why and how how it might be coached from like a mindset emotional perspective versus this I am defective I must turn my power over to God and blah blah all the things of the 12 steps and I think that there are great things in the 12 steps they worked ish for my dad for 20 years and I say worked ish because he didn't drink, he didn't use drugs, but he didn't, he, he still coped in other ways, and, um, like, with, with food and work, and, um, 
gambling. Um, and so I listen to this podcast and it gives me a lot of insight into my ways of coping and approaching it from a mindset perspective. And I just happen to not mostly choose not to drink since my surgery because I really don't feel good. And even before my surgery, I realized how I used alcohol to cope and to find a feeling that was different from the feeling that I was in rather than being with that discomfort. And I believe that with most things like that alter our experience in that way, they bring us to a place that is actually accessible within us um, without that substance. It's just how do we find a way to find it? And so the reason I brought this up is that today I listened to a podcast um, episode of hers about why drinking becomes a habit for some and not for others and about how it's really like a practiced decision may not seem like it um, because it becomes so practiced but like with drinking with drinking because it's something that we come to later in life typically um you know, at least it's, it's not something that we do as babies. <laughs> um, it's something that we have to acquire a taste for. And some of us acquire a taste for it because we, we think about it differently. We think about the things that it gives us differently and we are motivated to have that experience more and other people aren't um and I'm not gonna just recap everything that podcast because she says it so much better than I say it um and my headspace is not in one to be teaching something like that but just sharing my experience of it um because we have to acquire this taste for alcohol, it's usually done through like um, sugary drinks. You know, I don't think, I mean, I certainly didn't start drinking by taking shots of tequila. Um, and that sugary taste um, we acquired probably earlier in like for me this is really true in um self-soothing with with sweets and food um so a lot of times people who have a drinking problem have other ways of coping that are dysfunctional and so anyway through this podcast i really um saw and understood in another way how just how well practiced my my eating 
to cope is and understanding just like a little bit more about that new level of um um the decision space that really is there even if I don't think it's there it's just so well practiced that in order to catch it I have to be very aware very very willing to be aware and slow down and let myself be with what's really happening and often lately when I because I'm in such a state right now of so much feeling that is um, so much feeling that is in me (laughs) that I'm not willingly feeling um, because it's so overwhelming that the ease with which I can just go to the fridge and snack something it's just so real and I um I don't feel good for it um and I don't want to be good at coping anymore. I don't want to be good at at coping. I want to be more um, in touch with with what's really happening. And this is what's really happening. My this pattern is really happening I'm recognizing it and that's okay and the next step is shifting and making different choices so that's what sitting here and and talking has been and um, earlier after eating too much for dinner and having a tummy ache um, Graham oh, was comforting me and rubbing my back and I was able to just cry cry, cry, cry and it felt so good to be touched and squeezed and held and just cried and I realized that I don't, I wasn't, I haven't been making time for that. I've been avoiding quiet. I've been avoiding the smart body, smart mind work that I know makes space for this, that I know soothes my system. I have been going to therapy. I have been um, 
you know, starting up the podcast again. I've been doing things around the house. I've been like, um, doing busy stuff, um, and stuff that I, um, avoiding some stuff that I, I know that would be really beneficial. I've been scrolling through social media a lot more. Um, I've been avoiding talking to friends and family even, um, and doing some essential things that I need to do, um, with stuff that you have to do when a parent dies. Anyway, um, yeah, I need to, I, I need that space and that time to let that stuff come through and feel and be with the sensations. Um, eating doesn't, is not being with the sensations. It's seeking other sensation and other feeling. Eating is very sensual. Um, and so just like some people go to drinking to cope with feelings or drugs or whatever, I go to food and going back to that podcast about the habit of drinking is often like when people stop drinking, they replace it with something else because really any coping mechanism is taking us away from what is and what is, is always in us. Things are happening around us and, and energies coming at us and things can happen to us, but the feeling is always in us. Feelings always in me and my body. That is the only way that I can really experience the world ever. So when I go to the outside for something, I'm seeking to change the inside. And that's, um, weird thing to think about. <laughs> um, and it's a hard thing to think about in relationship to food. And I've tried to communicate this to um, friends and um, Graham. And I don't think Graham really uh, understands because he doesn't see that relationship with food for him and it's not as out of balance um <laughs> and uh I can I can hear my mom saying 
we don't get to decide um, she would say this with like drugs or alcohol but we don't get to decide who has a problem um, so I don't want to say that Graham has a problem with food but I don't I also would observe that from most of us our relationship to nourishment is imbalanced in some ways it's sometimes and that's okay <laughs> that's okay for me right now um the level of coping that it's come to feels dangerous to me because because that pattern of overconsumption has led to I mean, it's created, it's part of my not great health. And after having been through what I've been through, nourishing myself well is really important. And I just want to keep eating in ways that are perhaps not beneficial to my body and the coping has served me I think all coping all coping serves us it's our body's brilliant way of figuring out how to um, bring us into a place where we can feel okay instead of like just totally freaking out but at some point it comes with a cost like I feel like it leaves something behind in its wake like it's a shortcut that leaves stuff to be dealt with later or creates ick um, that just accumulates um, whether that is by extra weight or stuff in our bodies that energy that gets stored or um you know spending is a coping mechanism shopping can be um gambling drinking all that um temporary fix and to continue to do a thing that has a negative effect just to because it feels good and because you can't stop um, it's an addiction so I've been this might sound weird but I've been framing um, every time I think about eating <laughs> like like I'm gonna call a dealer to buy some drugs you know um and I kind of go ooh yeah that's weird weird for me um because that's not that's not the habit that I formed <laughs> that's not my thing I've used drugs recreationally. Um, I've experimented. 
with substances and this is where I find that they are they can be tools they can be tools and what um what we learn and feel in those experiences can also in ways be found and felt without the drug because the experience was within us and the substance just let something down, brought something in, created the right chemical cocktail in our brain to give us that experience. But the chemicals, all that stuff happened in us and was an experience in us. It's not, it's not the drug necessarily. And so like that too for food, food is a tool ultimately food is just a tool um and it can be it can also be pleasurable um but when the pleasure creates an ill effect then there's a problem, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm actually saying what I want to say right there. I'm kind of meandering through all this. Um, as I attempt to understand myself and my relationship with this more deeply. And that's, that's what this is about. Um, Getting to know food as just a tool. I don't like the idea. <laughs> um, and this is the weird thing, right, with like food. Food. We need it. It's survival. It's the energy that our bodies need. It's fuel. Um, and it's that, that fuel, that nourishment is so closely linked with our early experience of life and our early attachment relationship. Um, and like being... The first input, the first way of like taking in the world, um, makes it way more complex, I think, than our relationship to other things that we, and other ways that we cope. Um, harder to recognize, easier to dismiss. Everybody wants to be like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. And it is okay. It is okay. I don't want to, um, shame myself. Um, but it's also not okay. 
and that's okay too. So it's been like half an hour. I've talked it out. I cried earlier. Maybe I'll cry again. I feel kind of empty of crying. I don't want to eat the brownie anymore. Unless I really start thinking about the brownie. Because it is a good brownie. And it comes frozen. Um, And I like that. I like a little cold and chewy. Not a hot brownie person. Yep. Um, I'm just noticing changes in my body when I start thinking about the brownie again. There's tension in my jaw. And there was like, feels like magnetism in my body for it. Like a literal pull. (sighs) And that's what I've, I found one day when I was consciously going to the fridge and I knew like I'm not really hungry right now but I just want this spoonful of homemade organic walnut butter that I made healthy stuff I don't I don't even like binge on unhealthy things necessarily um but i realized that it's like it's a relief of tension that i get and that tension the walnut butter is not the root cause of that tension Um, it reminds me of something that Zach Bush has said is that lack of chemotherapy has never caused cancer Um, I think like (laughs) I don't think lack of walnut butter ever caused that kind of tension in my body (laughs) Or lack of potato chips or lack of ice cream. Um, Yes, maybe lack of food um, at some point. Obviously, I mean, food is needed and starvation is real. But um, not not where I live. And I I mean, like, in my apartment. We're not going to starve. Our pantry is so well stocked. too well stocked in fact um this is going to be a hard episode for me to post
because because I know what I need to do and there's this part of me that doesn't want to do it I want to keep throwing the tantrum give me my brownie don't take away my carbs don't tell me I can't have what I want to have when I want to have it (laughs) that's where I'm at with the foods right now So, that's okay. That's okay. And I feel good for choosing something different, not choosing the brownie. Feels really good saying that feels good. It feels good in my belly. Like in my belly where I feel goodness and truth and like aliveness. And so I feel very good about myself. That's another thing in the eating. I've not been feeling good about myself. I feel like shit. I feel like worthless. I feel like I'm falling apart. I feel like out of control. I feel sad about life. And, um, I don't feel like I am, um, like going into some deep depression or anything. So, anyone listening, don't, don't worry about that. I, I'm okay. And I don't just mean that in the like, I'm coping and I'm tough and I've got this and look at me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm aware and I'm moving through and I am supported and I am well resourced with good, healthy resources and people. Um, I just, you know, today, in this last week, I mean, I've just been moving through stuff, and I've had some moments, some moments that are human, 
like it's it's all okay I'm really actually happy to be having these moments because I was just coping before um and that's not healthy I got through (laughs) I got through most of my life by coping um and I wouldn't have called it coping then I didn't know I didn't understand I was just doing and I was strong and if you would have suggested that like there was some kind of vulnerability or feelings that I was avoiding I would have snapped at you (laughs) how dare you I'm fine I've got this I know what I'm doing I I like I don't slow down I don't want to like admit that like I'm lost or I'm hurt everything was somebody else's fault and um anger and blah 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 and I mean I still uh, there's anger and I feel it tonight I was really angry really angry that I will never sit down with my dad again I'll never drive in his Honda Pilot with him I will never be in the Florida Keys fishing with him again I'll never hear him critique how a restaurant cooks fish again never get the chance to take the pictures together that we were always meaning to take or to go out to the Everglades on those airboats again and have like the best time ever but like I don't know. I'm mad about that. But I'm not blaming anyone. It's no one's fault. Shit happens. Life happens. And that's it. It's just life happening. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Everything ends. Uh, Impermanence. change change is constant nothing's guaranteed i know this i've experienced it in other ways i've studied it i'm fascinated by it and fucking sucks (laughs) and that is all (laughs) I don't want to talk anymore probably going to relax into this and cry 
that's what I feel like needs to happen. Thank you for listening and (laughs) I hope that I am brave enough to honor my experience and my commitment to this raw version of the podcast um, and publish it when whenever after I cry when I wake up in the morning I don't know I'm gonna let it flow so if I did all that (laughs) and you're hearing this Thanks for being here. Lots of love. Good night.